1: There was news today. I mean, Black Monday was extended. And, uh, it's today, been like every
0: day now, right? Like yeah. like, yeah. Usually it's that Monday. It looks like people are taking a little more time, Chris, in dissecting, going, you know, th- with their
1: coaches and then saying, okay, we're done. I agree with you. I hear you. But this firing today, and I, th- I think you'll agree with me, of David Culley, the head coach of the Houston Texans, Rob, I think... He was not only set up to fail, like, they knew from day one that they were likely going to fire him, I think. Because what, what he went, they won four games, 4-13, and 13, and I actually think he did a good job. I mean, you gave him nothing to work with. Rob, we said it all season long. Heck, if Deshaun Watson, if the league hasn't suspended him, and if you're going to pay him, then play him. But they didn't get – Deshaun Watson was not available. He didn't sniff the field. My God. It never got close. Not even close. So, Cully had no chance. I mean, and look, they beat Tennessee. Tennessee. Late in the season, they beat the Chargers. the Chargers. They cost the Chargers a playoff berth. They killed the
0: Chargers. They right. ran them out of the
1: building. And had nothing, Rob, to play for. And I get it. Guys are still trying to impress other teams or even their own teams so they can get a roster spot next year. But still, human nature, once you're out of it, once you're done, especially a physical sport like football where you're getting hit and you're in pain and all this, your body's sore – you, there's a letdown that usually comes. And he didn't let his team let down. I thought, I'm not trying to praise him. I'm not saying he was Vince Lombardi. But I think there is no way he deserved to be fired. Well, I'll give you one way. But I think he did a good job. I think they knew he was not going to be a long-term term hire. And the only saving grace, Rob. Is that he got? He's got 22 million coming his way. He's made five, I think. He's got 17 more million coming his way. Nice little retirement package. He's an older coach, so uh, I'm happy for him in that regard. But Rob, this is the only thing that even remotely justifies this move to me. And I don't even know if this does because obviously there's a lot, still a lot of concerns about Deshaun Watson legally you know even are you concerned about his character and things like that but if Deshaun Watson who we know was open to playing even wanted to play in Miami if and one of the big reasons reportedly was Brian Flores the head coach if Deshaun Watson is like if the Texans have talked with Deshaun and he's like look i think Brian Flores is an excellent coach if we get him then i'm i'm in i'm my my trade demands off the table I'm, I'm ready to rock and roll right here in Houston. If that's the case, then I think it might be justifiable. But you still got a bad front office. You still got a, a front office that's a mess. But I don't, so I, that, that makes me question whether or not Watson would even do that. But that's really the only way this is justifiable to me, Rob.
0: Yeah, I, I hear you. I got, I got a bigger problem. The NFL has a huge, huge problem that we cannot ignore anymore. And even with the firing of Brian Flores, whether, whether it's a— uh, personal kind of thing and how he deals with people or not. We had three black coaches and now we're down to one and the one, one coach, black Mike, coach, Mike Tomlin it just happens that he's never had a losing se- season So he, of ben, course, If he had lost this year Robbie he might have might might be been out Right, <laughs> but he's the only one that gets to stick around and, and I do have a problem. I have a problem with it, and you're right, David Culley, it, it was basically uh, just can you hold this place, right. and it's not right. And and then here's the other thing, Chris, that we hear all throughout the year, and it's a double standard. We talked about some of the wins that they had, the one against the Chargers that probably cost them the playoffs. But then all year we had to hear about Dan Campbell. Dan right. Campbell won less games right. than Culley, Chris. We're better, we're better players, right. okay, with a quarterback who was a two-time Pro Bowler who went to the Super Bowl. He won three games, and what do we have to hear? Drew Brees, Troy Aikman praising Dan Campbell right. every weekend about how damn hard the Lions played. They won three freaking games and nobody is even batting an eye that Dan Campbell gets to stick around right. or that that wasn't good
1: enough. I got a problem with it. I I am with you. Now look, I've said the same thing about Dan Campbell. I think I don't think he should have been fired. I think they played hard, but I feel like no, it's the consi- exact same right. story with Cully. No, They played it. hard. He shouldn't have been fired either. But but so that's I, what, I, hear you. I hear
0: you. I'm I hear you. If you're you're
1: consistent
0: But what I'm saying is the league and the owners, Chris, aren't consistent. You remember uh, in Detroit, and I hate to just be banging on Detroit, uh, but but because of the coaching uh, with Jim Caldwell, you remember Bob Quinn was the general manager. Chris stood up there and said, nine and seven ain't good enough. (laughs) Or going to the playoffs and losing ain't good enough here. Mm-hmm. And they hired Matt Patricia, who barely won nine games in three years. Right. And they chastised uh, Jim Caldwell. Great point. And, and here's what I'm saying. My last point. Until the players, Chris, and I get it, their job is to play. I get it. I'm not asking them to stand on their soapbox, but as long as you turn your heads to close to 70% black players and continue to allow this to happen without speaking out, without keeping score, finding out what owners don't treat black people and management and coaches the right way. And when you have a chance, Chris, when you – I'm not talking – when you have a chance to make a difference – as a free agent and go to some of these places and you hold these teams accountable, I guarantee you it'll change. That's the only time it's going to change is when you start going, you guys have a horrible history of hiring minorities, of promoting minorities and, and giving black coaches a good opportunity. You know what? I think I'm going to go to that organization. They're offering me the same thing, but they treat black people better. And, and this is a problem in the NFL. There's no reason we should be here. This isn't the National Hockey League where you don't expect to have any black coaches, Chris. right?
1: One right. black coach? Shameful. I, Rob, Shameful. I, I am with you. <clears throat> and remember, what did Frederick Douglass say? Power concedes nothing without a demand. But and that's you, what you're saying. The players need to demand it. It's unfortunate that it has to come to this. Right? It shouldn't be that way. You should hire guys based on their merit, their resume, their Wait, qualifications, that, we, we wish, all that. right? All of that. That's what but, we want everything right. to be. Absolutely. But, and, and Rob, here I'm going to say it this way. I don't think it should be on one individual player to say, like, oh, I'm not going to this team because they've never had a black coach. That might be his only offer. You know, it could be a low-level guy. If it's a superstar, he may really have a good relationship with a white coach or a GM somewhere else. So I'm I don't, I don't put it on an individual player. I say the players in mass – at least the black players. It'd be great, and I think a lot of white players would come along. But the black players in mass. You got a leader of the Players Association who's black, Demory Smith. They should come together and make some type of stand. And even if it's not playing games, holding out for the season, whatever it is, this is ludicrous. This is ludicrous, and we've seen it, Rob. I mean, Joe Judge, when he got hired, we talked about it. This dude's, what, 37 years old at the time. Been a special teams coach, and I know there have been a few, like Harbaugh and all that, that were made to jump. But for the most part, you had to be a coordinator.
0: Chris, I, I have no zero respect or uh, with the players' union. They couldn't even back up uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh, you know they they could they couldn't even get better health care for all their players they what they, you know the the owners uh, worked them over like a burger and fries, Chris. Whenever there's a negotiation, they actually agreed to a CTE se- settlement, right, with the With the NFL that a judge threw out because the union didn't get enough money. How in right. the hell are we going to respect those people? But they're the worst union. We know. And they have union all, all the power. The right. NFL's a $11, $13 billion business, and they're the players that move, th- that wag the dog, Chris. And they got no power.
1: And you hate to see, you know, I hate to put coaches in this position. Because you don't want a coach, a black coach being hired and then the feeling, oh, he only got it because he's black. But that might be inevitable in America, at least for now. And so the players, I'm with you. My only disagreement, Rob, is I don't think it should be on one player. I think the black players in mass – should get. They've got a union that organizes them. It's not that like you got to go out and get guys together. You have a union that can bring you together. Make a stand. You made a stand for the Black Lives Matter. But look, slogans on the in, in the end zone, Rob, and at the end, and on that somebody's do helmet. It. No, that don't do it. That's I'm sorry. That's window dressing. All right, that's something that to keep people happy and have them not make real demands. That's nothing. You know, in racism, who who dis, who who's gonna publicly come out and say they disagree with that in the NFL black. or anywhere in America, right? But make some real demands because this one black coach, Rob, that's three percent. The league is seventy percent black. 70%? I'm not saying 70% of the coaches should be black. But it shouldn't be one. I think one. there's some medium in there with, with 13% of the uh, population, with 70% of the NFL. There's somewhere in between there that, that is, m- feels right. But it ain't 3%. That's for darn sure.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Let's go from there to the NBA, Rob. And last night, and, and I think we talked about this, you know, Lakers had a little four-game win streak last week, and, it, you know, oh, wow, is, is something happening? LeBron's playing great. They're starting to win. But we both said, look, they beat the Hawks. They right. beat the Blazers, who are horrible this year. They beat Sacramento. They beat Minnesota. Let's see them play a good team. Lo and behold, Memphis comes into the place and Molly wops them. And then last night they meet a bad team again, the Kings, and they lose. The Kings were on a five-game losing streak, Chris. They weren't Kings playing well. Bad. Well, even Rob, even when you look at the Lakers' victory, and the Lakers are twenty-one and twenty-one. It's not like they're ten games below five hundred. But even when they beat these bad teams, the games are close. Right? They don't. They I mean, very they seldom had, blow anybody oh, out. Gosh, or no. So. um... But last night, Russell Westbrook and Russ has been struggling mightily. Rob, let me read to you. you What's his last three?
0: Yeah, his last three games or four games.
1: Yeah, you could. I'll go his last three: two for fourteen, two for twelve, four for fourteen, eight points, six points, nine points. Rob, in the month of January, it's only five games, but he's averaging twelve points on twenty-nine percent shooting. And get this: has yet to hit a three-pointer this month. That is incredible, Chris. Where 0 for he 12 is from three,
0: and we watched a video that we brought up earlier uh, that Barstool put out. And Chris, I like it, it's it's an embarrassing video. It's shocking because the misses are incredible off the top of the backboard. And it's
1: only Lakers, Rob.
0: It's right. not like his career. No, no. This is this is this year. And if you were to look at that video, you would be like, "Oh, they must have collected
1: all of his worst shots in his whole ten-year career." Am I right? right? But, but even for that, and 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 I, you look. I like Westbrook. I mean, I've I don't, I don't like what he, the way he's playing with the Lakers. I don't think he's a fit. But I've always but you said, said that from the day dude's one, though. Icon, right? But he's gonna be an icon just for the triple doubles and all that. But, uh, Rob, I that was way too many air balls. For a career. I don't think you'll find I me. Mean, LeBron every now and then will shoot an air ball, right? No, that was um, it was, it was unbelievable. Not, that was I don't know how many air balls it was. It was tons. And then you said it, the bricks off the top of the backboard. Oh, off the top. Yeah, it, it was bad. And, and last night, did you see what they did to him in Sacramento, Rob? Every time he got, when he was introduced, and I know you remember this song. They played. Your wrist cold as ice. Oh yeah, who like like right. Yeah yeah. yeah. I don't remember who that was. Rob, Alex, you is can that find Chicago? That out. it out. That sounds like that sounds about right. Eric, Chicago cold sounds about ice. right. But then they play every once in a while. Ice, ice baby. Ice, ice baby. Like they just throughout the entire night. They let him have just it. Just rode him. And um, Rob, I, I'm gonna say this. Look, I I think. And then I know you want to get into who you think's to blame for this whole debacle. But I I just think Russell Westbrook, and I've said this for years. This is not new. This is not since he's struggling with the Lakers. His legacy, he's an individual spectacle. Like, he's going to go down as just this incredible phenom who wasn't greatly skilled. I mean, we saw that. You talk about the air balls and the bricks. Um, But was so athletic, so energetic, so determined – Played so hard that he did something that no one else in the history of basketball has done. And I know, I've said it myself, getting a triple-double today is easier than ever because of the long rebounds and that guards can get now because so many threes are taken. But still, nobody's done it, Rob. And this dude's done it, what, four years? So I do give him credit for that, and I think 30 years from now, People will look back, and unless it becomes commonplace to average triple-doubles, you know, a, a few stars do it, people will look back at Russell Westbrook and say, man, this dude averaged a triple-double four freaking seasons. Just like we when we talked about Oscar, Rob, what was the first thing we thought? Triple-double. It wasn't he won the championship with Kareem. It was triple-double. And so no, I think that's what it'll be for us.
0: No, I, I get all that. I, I just think sometime when you watch somebody – and it's as bad that he struggled. I don't know if everybody watched him as much, Chris, when he was playing for some of the other teams, and now that he's with LeBron. I just think it's just because they were they, they expected to have this great team and have a chance to win, and it's yeah. just not coming together. So I think that's why it looks worse. You know what I mean? I'm sure that he's gone through this, and as you said, not as skilled, but athleticism is, is tremendous. Um What I'm going to say, though, is if I'm looking at this team and the way it's put together, I'm going to put the blame on LeBron James. Wow. I'm going to call LeBron James the Dr. Frankenstein of the NBA. (laughs) He's the guy who put this monster together. He's the guy who's the GM. He's the guy who signed off. He can't say that, oh, no – You know, this is the front office, and I had nothing to do. I was sitting there one day, and they called me and said, you're getting Russell Westbrook. No, I don't believe that for one second. And there was a talk. There were pictures that they posted like that, a powwow uh, with Anthony Davis. Am I right, Chris? And he was there, and they portrayed it like he was putting it together, and he talked to everybody, and – Hey, can you do this? Are you going to be able to bend and play this way for us? And this is going to work. He told everybody who criticized it, keep the same energy. Go back. All
1: that. Well, remember there was the talk that he was going to play power forward. Yep. Remember that came out? Yep. All that. So now, and LeBron's playing great.
0: That's fine. But he's the Dr. Frankenstein. He put this mess together. He wanted the name of Russell Westbrook over a buddy heel. Who wants a buddy heel? Even though he probably fit in better with his perimeter shooting, he didn't want him. He wanted the four players on the top 75 to be on the Lakers. He said, Look at the Nets. They don't have a buddy heel, they got three stud stars. I'm going to build my team with that. And most NBA people criticized the addition of Westbrook.
1: It wasn't a second guess. It was a first guess. It was head-scratching, Rob. When we heard it. Before they even traded for it, just the the report that they were talking about trading for Westbrook, everybody was like, no, no. Because I I thought it was – Comical, like I, I shot it down right away, and I didn't think it was gonna happen, Rob. I was like, No way, no way they're doing that. Now, here's what I was told I was told that the front office wanted Westbrook, that they were talking about Buddy Hill as well, but that they wanted Russ over Buddy Hill. I was told that LeBron, it's been reported that he was the driving force behind it. Maybe it's true, I'm just telling you what I was told. I was told that LeBron was not the driving force. What I was told is that he he was fine with either guy. He was like, look, I've always liked Buddy Hill since Oklahoma. That'd be great. But he was totally in on Westbrook too. Like he wasn't, no, 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 our games won't match. He was he was in on it. And like you said, we saw him meet with Westbrook and Anthony Davis and all that before they even made the trade. So um so he had to have a bit of a want. sign
0: off though. Yeah, when, I mean he you, definitely I'm,
1: signed off. Yeah, okay. he definitely right. he de- at the very least he was like, Yeah, we can make this work. And what somebody told me today was that where because I don't think LeBron deserves blame. I'm not where you're at. But what somebody told me today was that where LeBron the blame with him lies, and this is somebody close to the situation, right? Said in him thinking he's so good that I can play, I can make it work with Russ. This like is not I can 10 make years it work ago, with anybody, right? right. You know, and, and if you look at LeBron's past, Derrick Rose, uh, Isaiah Thomas, you know, the little Isaiah Thomas not the legend, all these guys bringing it and Rob, you all those guys, I never thought they'd be able to play with LeBron because of the way LeBron plays. Right. Kyrie could do it cuz he was such a great shooter. But if you are a ball-dominant player like Isaiah, like Derrick Rose, like Russell Westbrook, I just don't see the match with LeBron. And LeBron felt like he could make it work. So that's, that's what I was told today by somebody close to this, that that's where they think his blame is.
0: Yeah, I'm going to say that uh, he got starstruck about names over. Sometimes it's not always about the big name. And for everybody else, Chris, to look at that and just about, I'm not saying everybody, but just about. No, it was just, yeah, yeah. And everybody else went, what? Like LeBron didn't pause there for a minute and think, maybe I am like overdoing it. How could so many people <laughs> push back on this, right? Chris, so many. Right. And he pushed back on the people that pushed back. Yes. That. And now yeah. what? So I think, I, again, LeBron is the blame and uh, because he's the de facto GM. That's what I believe.
1: All right. I, I put the blame on the front office because even if LeBron – and, again, I'm told he wasn't pushing for it. But even if he was, you're the GM. You make the – LeBron is locked up. He's got, what, I think two years left on his deal. He's not going anywhere. You, you know he's not leaving the Lakers just for family and lifestyle reasons. So – I think if you're going to put blame, it's on the front office. Be
0: sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All
1: right, Rob, let's get into this. Now, I don't know if you heard about Josh Allen, his issues, uh, the Buffalo quarterback. He has some circulation issues. And so in cold weather... Apparently, sometimes you know, I guess the blood flow to his feet is not where it needs to be. And he has trouble feeling his feet. Maybe they get numb in cold weather at times. Bart Scott, the former uh, player for the Jets, for the Ravens, really good linebacker. Now he's on ESPN radio and TV. He said this this morning on Get Up. Can I get your suggestion for him? To... Josh Island listening. Can people get this message to him? By Agra. Take some Viagra for the game baby that'll fit that circulation going right he was dead serious, Rob, and I don't I mean look what Viagra does is increase blood flow right and the circulation, and so that would it seems to make sense now they kind of mocked him by right. uh, Damien well, Woody cause... and a couple other guys were on there and uh or Lewis Riddick it was Damien Woody and Lewis Riddick and they kind of were looking crazy and laughing about it but Bart Scott was dead serious, and he said he and some of his teammates, whether it was with the Jets or the Ravens, used to do that in cold weather. Chris, I, I once heard somebody tell me that Viagra was
0: the uh, drug of choice by M- NFL players. I, really? That they, used, that they used Viagra. and. Um, and for, people,
1: its, for its normal purpose or No, no, what? no,
0: just that they were using it. I don't know. And maybe, it wouldn't get and maybe, you high or anything. No, no, though. no, but maybe right. Bart Scott was giving an example on why people could use it for blood circulation, blood flow. And people should, I know right away you go to, uh, well, you're going to walk around with a woody, you know, with a football uniform on. But that's not really, Viagra was invented by accident, Chris. You know that. It wasn't, they were trying to uh, work on, Circulation and blood circulation, and the side effect was an erection. That was a side effect,
1: and then so it becomes whether you're, do you know uh, what I mean? Yes, yeah. excited. You know what I mean? Like, right. like it, became, a track that became, it Didn't have to be somebody there. It, right. it it's that, just gonna happen naturally because that would seem to be a deterrent to playing a football game. Right?
0: right. You would think so, uh, but they said that the guys used it, and I could see what he's saying about uh, about using it. Maybe you know. It, it Chris, just no. It no. seems
1: to make sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know everybody. Uh, Viagra's out there. It's uh, very cheap now. You know, people people use them like uh, Tic Tacs. You know, <laughs> like now Is it like that? Oh then? yeah, it's like. Am, am I right, Alex?
1: Absolutely. Really. Chris, so are people popping Viagra like yes. left and right. Like yes, sir. Young, young people.
0: Not even. It's
1: not like. Well, I, young. I have read that that young, which they say it can be a little. Dangerous for you, not dangerous, but it's a crutch for you if you're young yeah, and you don't really need. You don't it really for need that. it, right, right? Right.
0: You should be doing just fine if right, you're young. Right.
1: Right. You know, I've so, had
0: a couple slip my way by mistake, so you know, I've. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh
1: huh. I was expecting that drop from uh, the first hour, but um... what? Uh- <laughs> um but anyway yeah I, rob g alex you want to weigh in I, um, right i don't what know do i've think? never i've never used Viagra. So i don't know but rob it seems g, like it would rob make g, a lot of have sense have you ever tried i've it? never tried it i don't think i've had to and i don't plan on you until don't, don't, yeah you give, wouldn't give, me, give do me 15 it. years I'll, I'll give you a thorough analysis 15 years you'll be my age i don't need it yet